I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer. And welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. We are so excited because we're here together today. So we're actually recording in LA, which is super exciting. Um, and we've been having fun so far on our trip. Uh, so it's been a very good Worker Being unitement. <laughs> yeah, it has been really fun. Um, but we're going to be talking about breaks today. And we've yeah. actually been doing a good job of taking breaks from our work too, which is where the fun has come into play. I mean... Working on worker being stuff is fun in general, um, but we've taken some good breaks where we've gone to the beach and, and done a variety of things that have been really fun, um, and we'll definitely talk about why breaks are important throughout this episode today. Yeah, so um, we're pumped to talk about that, but first we'll just share a little bit, I guess, of what we've been doing. Yeah. So yeah, we went to the beach yesterday, as Patricia just said, and it was super fun. I don't get to go to the beach that frequently, so it's really nice for me to be able to treat myself and go hang out on the beach and have a nice day. Um, and we had delicious like juice and like <laughs> a lot of a lot of very uh, California y things. Very fancy. Yes. And we went to for anybody that's um, in the LA area know or knows the LA area, we spent some time at the Venezuela afterwards for sunset. Um, which was fun. And then we had sushi for dinner. So we were very California. Yes. Very California. Yep. Um, but it's been really fun. So for those of you that are listening to this episode, we are actually here because we're launching the podcast soon. So I know you'll probably hear this episode after we've launched. Um, obviously after we've launched, why would you hear before? (laughs) (laughs) But you're magical. But several weeks, at least, after we've launched. Um, but that's really why we're here together, is we've been doing a lot of work around this podcast and trying to get it ready for you guys. Um, so it's been very exciting. We're really excited. There's just so much stuff going on, and I think this will be fun, and hopefully everyone will really be into it. Yeah, we spent all day Saturday working, um, which is awesome because it didn't feel like a day of work, but we really did put in like a full work day on Saturday. And, um, as we were talking about before, I think we've done a really good job of balancing like fun and working, even though this kind of work doesn't really feel like work. But, um, if you all are out there trying to start your own thing or, um, have a passion project, um, you know, you probably know what we're talking about where you put in the time, but it's super exciting. And so it goes by fast. I'm leaving here tomorrow, so I can't believe it's already, my visit's already almost over. I know. Um, but, uh, but the good news is that we've done a lot of really cool stuff, I think. And, um, and we've also got to enjoy hanging out together, which is a perfect work-life balance, I think. So, um, so we're trying to model what we talk about for you all as well. So hopefully we're doing an okay job. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Saturday was a, was a long day of work. Um, but it was really fun. We had our producer Allie with us. Um, which is why we, we met up here in LA cause Allie lives here in LA too. So we were all together and, but we ended the night with some amazing Thai food and just having fun and, and chatting. And I've known Allie forever. Um, we went to high school together, but Katina and Allie don't know each other as well. So it was kind of fun for you guys to get to know each other better. Yeah. And it's super awesome that, you know, you're listening to this right now because Allie's doing the editing. <laughs> so, um, so it's also fun when you can find people that you know who have really good skill sets and also you like working with. And, um, so putting it all together, it's a good thing. It is. It is. Well, why don't we dive into the topic today? So today it's going to be me, Patricia, um, going through an article and it is about breaks as we've already mentioned. So the title is micro breaks matter, a diary study on the effects of energy management strategies on occupational well-being. And it was published in 2014 in the Journal of Vocational Behavior. 
and it was written by Zacher, Brailsford, and Parker. Very exciting. Yes. It's a really good article. I really liked it. Yay. And, you know, the interesting thing, I think, about breaks that I want to hear more about is that I think it's kind of a controversial topic in a way uh, because some people feel like breaks are really, like, helpful to get your mind focused. But there are lots of people, I think, um, managers and otherwise that feel like, you know, if you're not working during the workday, you're wasting time. And so I'm curious to hear kind of in general what are the kind of key takeaways um, from this article? What what should we know about breaks? And then we'll dive more into the details. Yeah, so the, the key thing is that breaks actually do help, um, but there's only certain types of breaks that really help you. Um, so they talked about micro breaks. So this is all about micro breaks. These are like small, you know, five, 10, 15 minute breaks, not like an hour long lunch or, you know, after you go home at night and you take the evening off or whatever it might be. Um, these are just those little tiny breaks that you take throughout the day. And they found that micro breaks that are not related to your job. So things like looking at your personal texts or going to get a glass of water, those types of breaks, um, are actually helpful in terms of reducing your feelings of fatigue. So you feel less tired if you take those breaks and you're actually going to be feeling more energized. So they were using the term vitality. So basically experiencing feelings of full of energy, vigor, and activity. So those breaks really help with that. And then they talk about work-related micro breaks. So those are things like um, switching to different tasks, talking to your coworkers or supervisors, Um, Those didn't have a strong effect on either of those things, um, but they did find that certain types of those work-related micro breaks were helpful. So if you are doing something pro-social, which is helping a coworker, um, trying to, you know, boost someone's mood, letting someone come and and vent to you, those types of things really help you increase your energy and your vitality. And then also reflection micro breaks. So these are also about work where you're sitting down, you're thinking about your work and thinking back on, you know, how you've been doing and how your work relates to the bigger picture. And, you know, just kind of taking um, a a moment to reflect on the meaning of your job. And those are um, those types of breaks are also predictive or um, really help you feel more energized and more more active in your work. Cool. So basically the kind of breaks that I think most managers would say that they view as a waste of time are the ones that actually help you. So (laughs) things where you take a break to focus on something personal or take a break to say something nice to a coworker or take a break to just like think about what you've been doing, like those kinds of things, instead of just like, okay, you can take a break from this to focus on some other work-related thing, which I think would sound more like what a manager would think would be useful. You know, okay, yeah, you can take a break from working on this project to focus on a different project. But really what the article is saying is that, you know, it is helpful to just disconnect a little bit or to add something that's work-related with regard to like you're still talking to a colleague, but you're doing something that's positive or creates more positive emotion and it's not necessarily task-focused. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, so I think, honestly, those work-related microbreaks are the more interesting side of things. So just to give context as to how this study was done, I I think it was really interesting. It was a diary study. So what that means is there were a a bunch of employees they brought in. It was 124 employees, and they were surveyed in the morning and hourly, um, where they just basically completed the survey throughout the entire day. And they would say, like, did you take a break? And they would answer what kind of break they took. They would – it wasn't like a – select a category they were just like I went and got water or I did xyz and then asking how they felt after those breaks 
to kind of get a sense for how people were feeling. And that's why um, they, they categorize these breaks because there weren't any like really specific things without telling someone to do something, but they were just looking to understand what types of breaks people are taking. And once they categorize those breaks, which ones really had an impact. Um, so those, those um, non-work related breaks are, there's so many different types of things, you know, it could be getting coffee. It could be, you know, calling your kid, it could be whatever, um, a million different things you could be doing that is not related to your job. And then the, the work-related ones were also a lot of variety, but the ones that really were so important are the ones that you mentioned, Katina, the ones that have to do with making somebody have a better day or, you know, helping somebody at work, doing something that's going to have a positive impact on the work environment and the, and the culture. And then those um, more personal kind of reflective types of breaks. Yeah, I think that's super interesting because I feel like there's a lot of like bad or negative like thoughts about being a helper at work. And I know that like there are, you know, like Adam Grant's book, like give and take, you know, like has a more positive spin on helping. But I feel like people always discount those helping kind of behaviors that people do or like positive behaviors towards other people. And um, particularly, you know, thinking like, well, you know, that person's really nice and kind to others, but that's not like good performance. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's really interesting that the people that are taking time to do that would likely be feeling like more energized and more engaged with their work. Um, So it's good to promote those kinds of behaviors as opposed to just like, oh, the person who always has their head down and is constantly just like producing and maybe isn't like the nicest person in the office, but, you know, is constantly looking like... Like they're doing something um, that might be the person that a manager would say, oh, well, they're like the best person to contribute to this team. But ultimately, there are going to be burnout consequences associated with that. And those helping behaviors are actually useful. Yeah, I, I think it's really important because I think you just wrote an article about this, too. Mm-hmm. So um, there's an article that is on our website right now about um, care at work where, you know, being kind at work. And there's a lot of places where that shows up that actually being kind and actually helping and caring is very helpful for the workplace, but it's here, it's helpful for you. And you can kind of think about it. Like when you're, um, doing charity work, like I think a lot of people that do that type of work to help, you know, um, individuals that are of, that have some sort of need or animals or whatever, you leave that feeling really good and positive. Um, about yourself and about just the experience. And I think this is a similar thing. So if your coworker needs some help and you're able to help out and and make an impact on this person's day, you feel better about it. You feel good. Um, and that would energize you because you're like, Oh wow, I actually made an impact on somebody. I helped somebody out. Um, I think a lot of those interactions where you're, you're showing that you care about somebody else, um, has a lot of actually selfish benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I also think like, you know, at the end of the day, like, it is interesting to see that it not only has a positive impact on the person that you're helping, but it also has a positive impact on you because I think it gives further like credence to the idea of like, okay, well, if I take time out of my day to like do something nice for somebody else, the like, you know, straightforward thing would be, it makes them feel better, but you might see it as a manager, as a wash, right? Like somebody wasted time to make somebody else feel better. So it kind of neutralizes, but actually this is showing that like, taking time to do those things is good for the person and it's good for the person they're helping. So it's kind of a, you know, win-win situation, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's big that that doesn't impact, um, you know, it doesn't impact your ability to do your job, right? You're feeling more energized. So once you get back to actually doing your tasks, you're more focused in on them. You're, you have more energy. You're probably gonna get more done than if you hadn't done that, that helping behavior with your coworker. Um, you're, you've got that vitality and that energy to kind of help you out. 
But the other thing that's interesting is that reflection side. Mm -hmm. So this I kind of think about, it's a little bit harder for me to even wrap my head around it in terms of, you know, what does that look like? Um, Because maybe I just don't do these types of breaks personally myself. Um, But like they're supposed to be the ones where you would sit down for a minute and be like, you take a pause from your work, you could still be at your desk and you're just kind of thinking about the big picture and how you tie in and how your work is meaningful um, in your work environment or in the broader world, whatever you might be doing. So like, you know, this task is helping us launch a new product. So, and, and really thinking about where you fit in and that would obviously energize you, right? Cause you're starting to, you're seeing yourself um, fit into a bigger picture and, and feel like your work has some sort of meaning. Yeah. I think that that's really interesting too, because in the, um, in some of my work in, you know, coaching managers and people who lead teams or leaders, higher level leaders in organizations. Like one of the things that I try to encourage them to do, because when you're, you know, in charge of a big group of people, it can be really from an emotional standpoint, it can be kind of depleting. Like a lot of people come to you with their issues and problems and you're like trying to work through everything. And I try to tell people that they should, you know, take time when they're by themselves, when they actually have a minute to refocus on what their purpose is. Like, why are they doing this job? What is it that, you know, gets them up in the morning, makes them excited to go to work? Um, because not only will that help to re-engage them with why they're there, um, but it also can come through for their team. You know, that the team will see that they're more connected with their purpose and maybe that will be motivating for them. So I think it's similar to the idea of reflection, you know, thinking back over your day um, and, you know, what you've done so far, what you plan to do and why that's important. Um, And it can be difficult to remind yourself to take Mm -hmm. those kinds of breaks, um, especially when things are really busy. But I think it's really good to show from a research perspective that it's actually useful um, because I think, again, a lot of people, when they have a lot of things on their plate, they might see these things as like nice to do, but I don't need to do them. Whereas uh, this is showing that if you want to be more productive, um, you should do them. It it is something that should be part of your routine. Yeah, it's so easy to get lost in the weeds of what you're doing, the details, the tasks, you know, I've got 30 emails to respond to. So you get into that and then you go from, you know, each email and you probably have some sort of task that comes from it. And then you're like getting all involved and really in there. And I think it's hard to lift your head up from that and think about your work in a different way. You know, I think it's a lot easier to do a break where you go and get your water. Um, but I think that this type of break is, is something that's just really interesting that you can bring into your day that, um, maybe you don't need a glass of water. So why get up to get a glass of water? Maybe take a second to refocus on the bigger picture. Um, and that will really help you feel more energized overall in your day. Yeah. And one of the things I think, you know, managers often have a problem with is like, people complain that managers are hard to find. They're behind closed doors. They're not like easily accessible. Um, they're not like out with their team asking questions about how people are doing. And, and whenever you talk to managers about like, why is that true? They're like, well, I have a million things that I need to get done. So like, Mm. I can't, you know, take time to go out and just be like talking with people. And again, we're not saying that like, you need to spend all your time doing that. These are micro breaks. So they're, you know, small periods of time that kind of break up um, the general workflow. So we're not saying spend all your time doing this. Um, But yeah, like I hear a lot of managers saying that, you know, I just, I don't have time for that. Um, And this is, you know, evidence that you should make that time. It's good for you and it's good for your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you should make that time and go and help out. Like that is honestly... I think a very important role for a manager is to help the team, to be available to help when someone needs your help. 
And if you're out and available and you take those short breaks just to check in and see if somebody needs your help, then once they do say, yes, I do need your help, you can help them, which gives you that benefit of doing something nice for somebody else um, during your little break. And then you're going to feel more energized. And obviously that person's going to get the help they need. And that's going to build your relationship too. Like obviously that's not a piece of the study, but your relationship with your employees is very important. And if you're available and helping them out, they're going to view you more positively and then you can build a strong relationship with your employees to, you know, continue to grow your team, continue to grow the, um, the productiveness of your team. Because if everybody's feeling happy, they're going to be, they're going to be doing better. They're more committed to what they're doing. Yeah. I also think, um, in addition to the, you know, the work related breaks where you're saying something nice to a colleague or reflecting, et cetera. Um, it's also, I think good to note that these, non-work related breaks also had a positive impact because a lot of companies like try to lock down like you can't go on certain websites like Mm -hmm. you can't pay your bills while you're at work you can't of course people can use their phones or get around it but it's just the principle or the idea behind that I think is like Mm -hmm. personal things don't have a place at work and um, I think it's good for companies to recognize that you know that's not really going to help your employees to be more productive if you're blocking them from doing things that might allow them to take that little break and also feel productive in their life, um, you know, in the midst of contributing to work. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just an interesting misconception that people feel that, you know, you need to go to work and put your head down for eight hours and that's what work is. And any break from that is not going to be helpful or useful to you that it's always wasted time. And really it's difficult to focus on anything for that long period of time. You think about like uh, classes that you've taken or trainings that you've sat in or whatever. Um, If you're in something for eight hours, that's long. Mm -hmm. Um, And people take breaks and people do stuff, you know, to, to break up the day. If you were going to deliver an eight hour long training, you're going to put a lot of breaks in there. You're going to put a full lunch break. You're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. but people don't think about the work day the same way. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, I just even think about, this past weekend, we were talking about working on Saturday, and we did take breaks to have lunch and to, you know, chit chat here and there. But um, one point, I was working on our website, and I was like a weirdo, just like super <laughs> into it and crazy focused. But I was too focused too long that by the time I finished it, like you saw me, yeah. my eyes were like, ah, I don't yeah. know what's happening anymore. <laughs> like I got what I needed to get done, and I felt really productive with that. But I did feel like a big drain all of a sudden mm-hmm. just because I was so hyper-focused on that task. Um, and the non-work breaks, I think what's really important about them is that the they didn't only help people feel energized, they also help them feel less tired. So that makes them unique from the other types of breaks because the other types of breaks made people feel energized, but whether, if they felt tired, they didn't really, that didn't help that. They still felt tired, just maybe more kind of excited about their job, but still tired. If you do those non-work breaks, then you're feeling less tired and also excited about the work. So it's kind of like a double whammy, right? You're getting an increase in energy and a decrease in the lack of energy. So it's, I don't know how to explain that better. No, that's good. Basically there's a bigger gap. So I feel like you get an even better benefit when you take those non-work breaks. So I think it's really key to do that and be able to allow your employees to do that. If you're a manager or organization, you know, let them go to the kitchen and get their coffee and have a moment, you know, to themselves. Um, totally fine to go take a 10 minute walk around the building if you really need it. Um, obviously for physical health benefits too, but for their 
ability to kind of focus in when they get back into the desk and to do their work. Um, or like you said, bills, Facebook, email, that's personal, like all those things are really going to help you just kind of disconnect for a second so that you don't get into the crazy time warp hole that I did this past weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember I was working with this company once, um, and they were just like, so distressed because there was this crazy turnover that was happening in this one role and they were like we don't get it like nobody wants to stay in this role we're having like insane turnover and everybody seems disengaged and blah 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 and the head of the company was just this very like old school guy and he was like you know when i was young i got jobs and i just put my head down and did the work and like kids today don't want to work and blah 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 and like it was all about like the people are not good. So that's why the role is not like why we're having such issues filling the role because we can't find the right people. And at the end of the day, what we found out was like, it was the role that really was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically they did all the stuff that we're talking about. Like, you sat at your desk and you had to clock in and clock out when you got up from your desk and when you came back. And um, every time, yes, every time you got Even up from your desk and bathroom? came back, yes, you had to clock in and clock out. And if any of your breaks was longer than five minutes, they would come find you and say like, "Hey, why did you take that break?" Um, and you had like an exact, you had forty-five minutes for lunch, and if you were like forty-six minutes. They would come and be like, hey, like, what's up with that extra minute? And every website, every everything was locked down. They had to put their cell phones in, like, a container when they came what? in. Because he was, like, so concerned about people, like, being distracted from work and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, once wow. I found all this out, I was like, well, no wonder everyone's leaving. This job sucks. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's horrible. And his perception was just, like, you know, work is a place for work. And why should you need to be on your cell phone? Why should you need to go on extra websites? Like, why should you need to take so many breaks? Blah, blah, blah. And once they changed that around and we really were able to get through to him of like, look, the reason that nobody likes this job is because it's basically like a prison. (laughs) Um, Then all of a sudden he was like, oh, okay. You know, like um, maybe we should try to do it differently. And so they like eased up and all of a sudden like more people were staying in the job like magical yeah but it was all about breaks and like being able to mesh that work and non-work stuff that people were just really frustrated with yeah that makes sense do you mind me asking what type of job it was it was a tech company and their job also was super boring so the job was that they had all of this paper records of like people's accounts Mm -hmm. from like a million years ago and they had to digitize all of them so it was basically just taking these papers and entering them into a system that is definitely one of those types of jobs though that would make you go cross-eyed just staring at it yes like you need to like lift your head up and not think about it for five seconds before you go back to it yes yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean i think there's a couple things going on there there's obviously a a autonomy and job control issue Mm -hmm. but yeah i think if the break. I mean, being so crazy is strict about breaks. I can't believe you have to clock in and out as soon as you mm-hmm. get up from your desk. Like yeah. that is, that is extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the focus groups that we did, one of the people said like, oh, well, one of my coworkers had like an issue, like was having a problem with software. So I got up from my desk to help them and it took like 10 minutes or something to resolve. And that coworker got in trouble for mm. leaving their desk like long enough to help somebody else. Like, and it was work related, you know? Yeah. Ding and ding, right? Yeah. We talk about those pro-social or those helping types of work breaks. Yeah. That were being good and you weren't even allowed to do that. Yeah. And you're helping someone do their job. That's really interesting. Wow. 
Well, I'm glad that you were able to get through to them and fix yeah. that because <laughs> sounds like they needed it. Who knows? I haven't talked to them for so long. Like this was so long ago. I hope that they haven't reverted back. Like that's always the hard part when you go in to companies, you put something in place and then you sometimes, you know, if they're not going to, they feel the problem has been solved and they're not going to further engage. Like you sometimes don't know what happens. Yeah. So <laughs> I hope if you're out there, please keep doing what we told you. <laughs> No, that's really great. I mean, I think you're getting to a good point in terms of organizations and the way that they can handle this topic. Like you need to give people flexibility in their breaks. And like, I understand that if it's an hourly role, like you are paying by the hour, but I don't think people should be required to clock out for anything besides what's legally required. You know, if you have to do, I know in some states it varies, but like if you have to do a lunch break and they have to clock in and out, sometimes they have to clock in and out for like 30 minute breaks or whatever that is, then yeah, obviously you should do that. But if it's, um, if they're taking like a five minute, like water break or bathroom break or whatever it might be, there's no reason to require that. Um, so make sure that you're not making it difficult for employees to take breaks because of weird rules like clocking in and out or, you know, even the, and the culture too, I think is the other piece. So it's like, you don't want your rules to restrict these types of breaks. And you also want to make sure your culture allows for it where it's not, you know, looked down upon if you're not at your desk, that if someone walks by your desk, it's not like scary that they might not see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that from a cultural perspective, as well as from an individual employee perspective, you know, it's useful to have a culture that allows people to get their work done in the way that works for them. And if that means, you know, that you feel like you need to take a few minutes and walk away or that, you know, you need to be more conscious about, you know, spreading kindness in your workplace or whatever the case may be, there shouldn't be a penalty for those kinds of behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, everyone works differently and every day there's going to be different amounts of breaks that you need to be able to refocus and get more energized or to feel a little less tired. And I think that you need to um, really make sure that people have the flexibility to do what they need to do. Because maybe last night that person's kid was crying all night and so they barely got any sleep and so they're really tired. So having more of these breaks to kind of like re-energize is going to help them get through that day. And like, that's fine. They can have a day like that. And then the next day, maybe they've slept really well and they're not going to need as many breaks and they don't you know, they're really more focused that day for whatever other reasons. And they take maybe two breaks instead of five. So like it it needs to be flexible where people take the breaks that they need to take so that they can feel that energy and, and feel a little bit better about getting their work done and focusing in. So they're not kind of just sitting there and blindly staring at the t- the TV, <laughs> probably not the TV, but the computer and not being able to do anything. Right. Yeah. I think, at, you know, just because someone's sitting at a desk and looking at their computer and seems like they're doing stuff also doesn't mean that they're actually being productive. Yeah. I think that that's really important. I mean, there are really more efficient ways to work that don't require you to be just like staring at a computer screen eight hours a day. Um, and you know, also just from a health perspective, like it's not good for you from like a physical health perspective, like to just be sitting all day. It's not good for people for like, you know, even just like your eyes looking at a computer screen all day. Like there are also these like other things that are related to, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, it's okay if people get up and do something else. And if you're forcing people to sit and just, you know, feel uncomfortable taking breaks and not feel like they're able to do that. Um, just because they're sitting and looking at the computer doesn't mean that 
are actually doing something that's efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I know a lot of my friends that have kids, um, will say like, well, once I had kids, I realized like, okay, I have this many hours in the day to get my work done. And that sort of like served to like focus them on what they needed to get done. So if you have a period of time that you know you need to get stuff done in, you can be focused for a short period of time, get things done. And that can be the same as being like, you know, feeling tired and de-energized and staring at a computer screen for eight hours. And, you know, you're not really getting that much done, even though you're sitting there Mm -hmm. um, compared to a really good focused, you know, shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like sometimes people can get just as much done in four hours as they can in eight, Mm -hmm. depending on how they're, they're focusing and what their energy levels are like. Yeah. But I think this also applies to, um, non desk jobs. So like in this study, they're really looking at those types of jobs. But if you imagine if you're working at like a Starbucks or some sort of coffee shop and you are on your feet all day, um, and you're really tired, like taking a, a little break to sit down and have a glass of water is probably good for you physically. And also mentally, you're going to have had that moment to kind of re re-energize, um, and get back into it because it's also not good for employees in situations like that. Um, if you're going to go talking only about productivity, you know, you're going to be slower if you're really tired and you don't have a break, you're going to be less likely to make things correctly. Um, you're more mistakes and things happen when you're feeling that exhaust and that drain. So making sure that those types of individuals, like I said earlier with the hourly type of roles to be able to give them breaks too, that aren't just their scheduled, like, you know, specific breaks they have to have, like let that person step away if they really need to. Yeah. It's, I mean, companies are legally bound to do certain things, but usually it's good when you go above and beyond Mm -hmm. the legal requirements. So like, yes, you're legally required to offer people like unpaid family leave, but a lot of companies do paid family leave and they extend the time that you can take it. And they also offer paternity leave and things like that. Like the law tells you what the bare bones is, but you can always make your workplace better. You can go above and beyond what the law requires. So, um, you know, you may be giving people breaks right now, but really think about is the structure that, um, is currently in your workplace actually supporting people to be productive and efficient, or is it something that, um, you know, is more of a check the box. Um, you did the minimum. Mm-hmm. And is it supporting them to take breaks when they need to? Because again, you can easily have scheduled breaks, and um, but you don't have a culture of letting someone just leave and walk away when they need to for a second. Obviously, in certain situations, you know, if I'm the only person working behind a counter um, in in a store, like maybe I can't walk away right then. But being able to make sure you're staffing properly so people can, you know take their, you know, water break or whatever it might be for even like two minutes, um, I think is really important. It's really important to think about, are you creating the culture and the environment that lets people take the appropriate time they need to then come back and be even more productive for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kind of breaks do you take during a regular day? Oh goodness. Let's talk about how I'm not good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, my lunch breaks are rarely an hour or even close to that. Um, it kind of just depends. Honestly, I kind of do fluctuate my breaks. I will do like a, a good stand up break, you know, grab myself some tea or some water, um, or, uh, take a few minutes to go on social media. And then, um, but in terms of like actually taking like a long break, I'm not good at that for the micro breaks. I think I'm pretty good about, about like actually doing a little thing for myself away from the desk. Um, I don't work with people around me. So the pro-social or like the caring, helping 
coworker breaks sometimes can be a little bit harder. Like I do chat with my coworkers on IM and things like that. Um, but I can't see if someone is struggling some with something like someone has to basically tell me that they need help with something before I can help them. Or, you know, I might have a, an inkling based on something somebody said at some point, but I don't have the luxury of walking over to someone and actually helping in any way. Um, but I will say the reflection one, I'm not good at that usually, but we recently, um, there's like some new product stuff that we've been working on. And I think that that those types of projects almost make me pause because I think about, okay, well, how is this going to impact the broader work? if I do X, Y, Z, or if I, you know, whatever I'm focusing on at that moment. So those types of projects just generally almost facilitate that type of break for me. They make me take a more reflective break. But yeah, for me, it's more of those little non-work breaks where I just make some iced tea or something fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm, I'm not good at taking longer breaks, but the good news is I guess with this study, they're saying that the breaks can be short to be effective. So that's good. Um, I also spend a lot of time working without people around me because a lot of my job is writing. And so, um, and you know, there's this really famous book about how to be an effective writer. And they basically say a lot of what we're saying here, like you should write for 20 minutes on and then 10 minutes off and then 20 minutes on and 10 minutes off. Almost like you're doing like, you know, um, how you would do exercise like 45 minutes of high intensity 15 minute break mm-hmm. kind of thing um they basically will say like you know you need to you need to rest and focus um to get your brain back in place um and so i think that i i don't quite do that but i definitely try to if i'm starting to get stuck somewhere i'm not just going to like stare at a blinking cursor forever mm-hmm. um i'll walk away get coffee do something um that you know helps me to think about what I'm doing, um, just see it with fresh eyes. Um, when I am in the office or working with students, I mostly like, I am worse at taking breaks because I try to be as effective as I can be in that one day. So I back to back a lot of my meetings. Mm. So, um, that can be an issue sometimes where like I have, you know, six or seven meetings in a row and I'm not like I haven't eaten or whatever. So I have to get better about like, not just putting things right up against each other. I think in my calendar and giving like a 15 minute span in between mm-hmm. meetings to like regroup, take a second. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I, but when I am in the office and I am working with people, I am able to, you know, go out and talk to people or maybe there's a student in the hallway that comes in and wants to say something to me or whatever. So I do feel like I have more of those like interpersonal type of breaks. Um, but but yeah, I probably one takeaway or action for me um, is probably not to put things so close together so that I can actually have time to regroup in between. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I feel like I have a lot of those days too where meetings are back to back. And I honestly, I think people really should be scheduling like 45 or 50 minute meetings, not 60 minutes mm-hmm. because then you get this situation where you're like running from one meeting to the next. Like I'm lucky because I work from home and like I have my headphones on so I can, if, if I'm in the middle of a call and I need like a glass of water, like I can do that and no one's going to really know that I walked away from my computer, um, at that moment, I guess, depending on if I'm presenting that I can't, but if mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, if it's a conversation, I can definitely step away for a second and still be on the call. That's not really a break. It's just, um, satisfying a need, <laughs> like a biological need for water. But, um, <laughs> But it's not, it's definitely not a break still. So I definitely think that we need to be better or 
us probably, but also most organizations need to be better about scheduling breaks that maybe don't go the full hour so that people have time for, you know, their biological needs. They need to have a snack. They need to go to the bathroom. They need to have a glass of water and also to just kind of take a moment away from work for a second before jumping into that next meeting. It's also hard to switch gears sometimes between two totally different meetings if they're back to back. Yeah, and it could provide some extra time for reflection too. Um, And I don't know if this would count or not, but I know that like um, with the person that I primarily collaborate on research with, like we have a call every Monday to just like kind of set our goals for the week of what needs to get done. But then we also have a call every Friday to kind of just like review what we've done and talk more about like personal things that are going on, like what other things might get in our way for the week, like, and not just work related. And I think in some ways it is reflective because Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, well, what have we done and what's the bigger goal, et cetera. But it's also, you know, thinking about, well, um, you know, what do we need from a social support perspective or what do we need, um, from like just interpersonally connecting? Um, so I think that it's also like motivating and energizing in that way. So, um, and that's a newer structure that we just put in place, but I think it's been working nicely and maybe it's partially because it's forcing me to reflect yeah that's a good point I think that it is nice to have those moments where you can sit down and reflect like whether it's throughout the day obviously ideally but even if it's just like once a month if you're able to like talk to your manager and think about you know what you've done that month or what you've done that week or whatever it might be to kind of think about not just like oh these are the things that are happening currently that I need help with or that's going on and that you know this is why I'm busy because xyz but also like well I just finished this other thing and this is how it impacted my bigger role. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I mean, in general, it sounds like both of us are okay at taking breaks, but could do a couple more things to try to make it more likely that we'll take breaks, especially on busy days. Um, because sometimes you can forget about what you're doing. And I guess like, I guess part of it also is like, if you're really energized about what you're doing anyway, and you don't feel like you need a break, um, you know, you don't have to take one, but sometimes you, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to think like, what do I even need? Because you're just like going, 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 you can get to the end of the day and feel really drained. And Mm -hmm. then you're not even realizing that part of the reason is because you were just like on nonstop. Like I've done like, you know, you have a meeting from 11 to 12 and then you have to drive to your next meeting that starts at one and you take a call at 12 and you take a call at 1230 and then you're hanging up the phone while you're walking into your one o'clock meeting and then you get back in the car at two and I have a call at two and call at 2.30 before I get back to my office for another meeting at three and you're just like going crazy like on calls and meetings, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of the day, like I'm just like, man, I'm tired. But <laughs> I don't know why, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, all I did was like sit and talk to people, like whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you can tell So if you're feeling tired at the end of the day a lot, you may need breaks. So being more conscious about that is good. That's a good point. It's like, it's like your tell, like basically it's, Mm -hmm. it's your sign. It's your indicator that's saying, Hey, you should have probably taken a couple breaks throughout this day because now you're feeling really, really exhausted. And I mean, I think there's some days that you're just not gonna be able to avoid that. But, um, if you can do anything to kind of lessen that, so make it a little bit, um, less extreme, like those non-work breaks, um, those are, I think, the ones that you really should be focusing on if you're feeling that tired at the end of the day is really how can I take a minute to just, like, not be working just to do whatever. Maybe I really want to just text my husband. Maybe I really want to just, um, I don't know, make a, a fun latte. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever it is. But take a couple of minutes to just do something else. 
I think can really help you at the end of the day. But I'm the same way as you. Like if I'm, there's a lot going on, I get really into it and really focused. Like I will just keep going, going, going. And then I forget. So yeah, I think we both as a takeaway should really make sure we're like taking at least five minutes here and there, um, throughout the day to, to, to do something that's not work related to get a little bit of that kind of break. And then when possible, take some time to reflect and take some time to help um, other people, other coworkers and things so that we can feel um, a little bit more energized in those ways too. Yeah. So we'll maybe keep you posted about how that's going, <laughs> how that's going. <laughs> um, and see what's going to work for us. Maybe it'll work for you. So like overall, what would you say people should take away? Is there anything else that you think that people should know about breaks um, or things or intentions you want people to kind of set for themselves? Yeah. Well, I think we've talked a lot about most of them, but just to kind of recap. So as an employee, um, regardless of your level, I think it's really important for you to take breaks, take some time to not feel bad if you get up from your desk to get that glass of water or go over to your coworker and help them out. Or even just take a minute to like not look at your computer screen and just think about how your day and how what you're doing impacts the broader picture and how your what your work really means. Um, so p- take those, take that time. And then if you have any ability to influence the culture, you know, as an employee, you can influence the culture by, you know, talking to your coworker you've seen at their desk literally the entire time and just saying, Hey, do you want to come with me to get a glass of water? Um, and maybe getting, encouraging them to get up and, and to take those breaks too. Um, so that's kind of a double whammy, right? You are taking one of those non-work micro breaks while helping a coworker. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> so you are super energized Yay. after that. Um, so I think if you're able to influence the culture in that way as an employee, that's huge. And as a manager, as we've already talked about, like you really need to be flexible with your employees, like let them take those breaks. Don't be the person that is breathing down their necks, making sure they're always sitting at their desk or at their station or wherever they're supposed to be. Like let them have the ability to take a break if they need it, let them move around, let them go and have that coffee or, you know, that 10 minute walk or whatever it is, because they're going to come back feeling better. Um, and as an organization, I think you really need to be focused on not making rules, crazy strict rules. Obviously do what's legally required, make people clock in and out when they need to. But other than that, be flexible in the types of breaks and make it allowable to take a break. Don't give the stink eye to the people you see walking around the building for 10 minutes because they're trying to get up and be energized. Like be the person that encourages people to do what they need to do to get their work done, I think is what you're saying. And and also encourage yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Thank you so much for reading this article. Now we're going to go take a break. Yeah. (laughs) It is break time. We have been recording for, uh, what, like 45 minutes or so? Yeah. yeah, It is time for a break. Um, And we hope you can take a break. Or maybe this was a break listening to us. Um, But we would love to hear from you. You know, let us know what your thoughts are on this topic or any other topic that you're interested hearing about or you know want to provide us feedback please reach out you can find us um on our website which is workerbeing.com it's w-o-r-k-r-b-e-e-i-n-g you can also email us at workerbeing at gmail.com and you can find us on social media linkedin instagram twitter and facebook at workerbeing and we hope to hear from you thank you bye Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, 
and produced by Allie Johnson. 